Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I am trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. I desire to help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. And if you're on a platform that supports it, do consider leaving us a rating and a review. It will help us tremendously in reaching others that are looking for this style of content. Thank you, thank you, and thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Prioritizing yourself over others, P-Y-O-O, is the topic for today. And prioritizing ourselves over others, for some reason, appears to be a very complex thing, and it's met with a tremendous amount of debate. Just depending on who you're talking to, there may even be some lightweight guilt trips laid down as a result of you prioritizing yourself over others or over other activities. You know, it's important for us to strike a balance between self-care and caring for others, perhaps those that we love, those that are close to us, those are our families, those that have BFF status. We certainly don't want to neglect those relationships, but again, we've got to take care of us And in the absence of taking care of us, we deteriorate and therefore we cannot be any assistance to others that truly may need our help. We find it difficult to do this prioritization piece when it comes to us. There's a variety of different reasons that we toil with. Some are societal expectations. Others are centered on, you know, cultural norms that really emphasize selflessness and sacrifice. I, for one, really have an appreciation for selflessness and sacrifice, but only to a point. There comes a time where the feelings of guilt, the fear of being perceived as selfish, those just all have to melt away because we need quiet, quality time for us to recharge our batteries to make sure that we're getting the level of care that we need to sustain good health for us. This is one of the things that we wrestle with. What I aim to do today is really share with you some of the benefits of doing this. We say, P-Y-O-O, prioritize yourself over others, because number one, this is one of the best ways to induce self-care and well-being for our own lives. And this involves prioritizing self-care so that we have well-being, which increases the relevance because we're living in such a fast-paced world with so many things to do with tremendous amounts of demands being placed on us. Stress that we feel today through thought alone, plus it's amplified through the scenarios that we find ourselves participants in, call it the theater of life, all of these things come together to make for a challenging set of circumstances that drain our batteries very quickly. And if you've been around the channel for any amount of time, you will know that we share here that there's a finite amount of energy that each of us has for any given day. And it's our responsibility to utilize that energy in the most effective manner possible. And in order for us to do that, that means that we have to build in time for us. There's a time for work, 
There's a time for pleasure, and then there's a time of rejuvenation. And that time of rejuvenation is dedicated cycles for us and us alone. It takes into account that all of these pressures, all of these things that are lobbying for our attention, for our focus, for our time, for our commitment, those may be indeed worthy causes, but it takes a toll on us mentally and physically, and therefore we have to recharge. When we think about making time for self-care, it's not just about making time for the sake of making time to say we can check that box. This is imperative. There are certain restoration components that only take place when you settle yourself down and get the cortisol levels low enough where you're in normal operating mode. And it's only here that you can begin to really relax, unwind, give your body the break that it needs, the rest, the recuperation. These are both mental as well as physical. The, both of these members need to work in tandem to create the best you possible. And if the brain is relaxed but the body's not or vice versa, we are certainly out of alignment and things just aren't going to work out well. Engaging in self-care is a practice. This is something that literally kind of like getting up each morning and going through your morning routine and your evening routine and as you prep for bed, somewhere in this day where it makes sense for you, it's got to be this unwind. And I've got three of them. I start my day with one. I have a midday reset. And then I have another one where I do some journaling even in the evening to get all of the junk out of my body, call it stress, and all of the thoughts rumbling around in my head so I'm not able to enter into any anxious moments and I'm not able to give credence to the past. All of these things that are going on with respect to rejuvenating, we need to first be relaxed so that we can recharge. It's very important that you get relaxed so that you can recharge. I was having a conversation with one of our dear listeners. She indicated that she was having quite the ordeal trying to establish boundaries with some of the folks who are very important to her, but because they're aged a little more, a little more mature than she is, they feel that she should fall in line with their expectations. Because she's a kind-hearted person who finds it sometimes difficult to say no to loved ones, she is experiencing a problem with boundaries. What are boundaries? Boundaries are limitations that you institute to give yourself the space, the liberty, and the freedom that you need to do life and do life more abundantly. That's really all it is. It's an ability that you develop that says, it's all right for me to say no, and I don't get to feel guilt as a result of saying no. It's all right for me to do, like we just talked about, have dedicated cycles for self-care and well-being, and I don't have to justify it or explain it to anyone. These are boundaries. When someone is infringing on your boundary or a boundary that you have set, 
it's our responsibility to help them understand what that boundary is and why it cannot be crossed in advanced mode, why it will not be crossed. I think it takes a little while to get up to that. Let's crawl, walk, and run. So the issue is particularly relevant every age, every walk of life, personal or professional, there's always room for the addition of boundaries. I like to level set my boundaries. I help people understand what they are early on. I help them understand that these are very important to me. And in the same way that you may have an area in your life that you won't allow anyone to dominate or circumvent some of the practices that you have in place, this is how I see my boundaries. These are non-negotiables. I am always in full control of these, and it is always the responsibility of others to fall in line with them. They are realistic. They are time-bound, but they also communicate limits and expectations that I want others to have a clear understanding of because I don't want to consistently feel overextended or overwhelmed because I'm doing too much. Healthy boundaries are critical to preventing this. People have all sorts of mental challenges as they get more and more overextended and they feel the feelings of overwhelm and they're unable to sort it all out. There's some profound negative things that take place in the mindset when this is persistent. And I don't want that for me and I don't want that for you. So in today's like super duper interconnected social media oriented world, it's time for us to assert ourselves, put some boundaries in place. And this is going to most certainly increase our time, our quality time, and give us the opportunity to recharge our batteries when we need to. A dear friend of mine told me some time ago, he said, Hey, Mike, did you know that personal growth is no longer a luxury? I said, I think I get what you're talking about, but what do you mean by that? He said, times are such now, and this was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, maybe even more. Times are such now that technology is advancing at such a clip and at such a rate that it really forces us to have to stay somewhat up to speed on all the things that are going on. And with some of the evolutions that are taking place, it would appear that some of them change how we think and can have the potential to change how we interact with the world. Both of these if you don't have a real good inner and a real good external communication plan because you have limiting thoughts, because you have automatic negative thoughts, because you don't have a good self-esteem about yourself, because you're suffering from this arena of negative style thinking, then you get left behind. Thus, personal growth is no longer a luxury, but a necessity. And ever-changing marketplaces and jobs. I mentioned the technological advances. These force us to have to adapt. But if we're in circumstances 
day to day. We're in habitual loops that we can't break free of. If we're feeling that feeling of being stuck, then as the technological advances, the marketplace changes, our jobs are morphing, we're getting left behind. There's a tremendous amount of concern right now with the artificial intelligence move. I'm on panel after panel after panel where we're talking about this. We're looking at how it's displacing jobs. There's predictions about the future, so on and so forth. And here again, if we're not in a position where we're continuously learning, where we're continuing to grow and evolve, where we're spending resources and capital to keep our skill sets fresh and to keep pace with the change that has taken place wherever it is we live, reside, work, and play, then this is going to create a very tough set of circumstances because you can only remain behind so long before the snowballing effect takes full course and shows its ugly face. Invest in your growth, your personal growth. Invest in your mindset. Invest in positivity. Do things that create happiness and contentment and fulfillment on the inside, not external stuff, not depreciating asset stuff. No, work on you harder than you work on your job, harder than you work for your leisurely activities, harder than you've ever worked on yourself before. And if you'll do this, you'll be in a mental state. You'll be in a mindset place where as these evolutions are taking place, you're right there with them because you can ebb and flow with the times. You don't have any limiting or scarce based thoughts holding you down. And that is precisely where you want to be. So do more education, acquire new skills, pursue passions like you never have before. And these will be friends of yours as you negotiate life. And finally, I want to tell you about emotional resilience. One of the most important aspects of your ability to bounce back, to face adversity, to do things that are unprecedented in your family line, perhaps like me, or maybe there's just a really, really large goal that you're pursuing and it scares the dickens out of you, but you're doing it anyway because you're keeping your emotions in check. I prioritize my emotional well-being because I know that when I hit a bump, when I hit a life crisis, I want to be able to look whatever it is square in the face and say, okay, that was jacked up, but I'm not going to be governed by my emotions and I'm not going to be governed by my feelings. And if there's a need for sadness, there will be a time where we will enter into sadness, grief. We will do those processes correctly, but these are not going to be prolonged states that turn into something that's not reasonable and that does not serve me. The way we live today with the environmental stressors, the work-related stressors, the stressors associated with parenting in this weird world we're in, it's enough to get anybody's emotions flared up. When you have emotional resilience, it allows you to maintain a healthy mental mindset 
When you have stability, you've got staying power. You can go through the storm, get wet, get to the end of the storm, dry off, and keep going wherever it was you were going without a whole lot of hubbub and a whole lot of excess energy loss because you're simply not being governed and ruled by your emotions. If you're going to have equilibrium, you've got to have your emotions under control. You've got to have your mindset under control. When these two guys are in alignment, your limitations have effectively been removed. Your ability to see a setback experience, some sort of unprecedented stressor, or perhaps some form of loss, you're able to go through that exercising resilience with stability that gives us the ability to bounce back and to bounce back swiftly. Understanding and managing your emotions is one of those critical skills that you will start and you will just keep finding areas in this domain to continue to go after and master. So it's not a one and done, a 10 and done. It's as many as you have until you're done. But stay the course because those that do are able to garner a much greater degree of critical thinking, emotional wellness, and mental acuity. Here's what we said today. We said that self-care and self-wellness was number one. We said that boundaries was number two. We cited personal growth as number three. And we concluded with emotional resilience, which is number four. Doing these four things will give you precisely what these four elements represent in an effort to provide for you the ability to prioritize yourself over others. It also prevents burnout and it will help you equalize or balance your responsibilities. I want you to take inventory, see which of these that are missing or absent in your life, pick them up, let's start getting them in to our daily routine. Then I want you to remember that embracing self-prioritization is an act of courage. Yes, courage. It prevents a whole host of issues that could ensue if this is not taken care of and dealt with expeditiously. And as the world continues to evolve at a sort of breakneck speed, as my grandmother used to say, let's remember that by prioritizing ourselves, we become better equipped to support and care for the others that truly desire our assistance. Not only that, but this is a profound gesture of love toward ourselves. And in its pursuit, we find a wellspring of strength. We find hope and a pathway to greater resilience, harmony, and a more meaningful life. Thanks for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and your attention. You are enough. You can do it. And you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.